Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 16th, 2022. I'm teaching a brand new series called Pursuing Grace-Based Success. Pursuing success God's way. Yesterday was part one. Today's part two. We have some foundational scriptures. Uh, Before I get into those scriptures, I want you to know that uh, as you open up your heart today and as you, you hear what the Lord is saying through his word, you're going to be tested. The the content and the quality and the character of your heart is going to be tested. You're going to need to to search your own soul. You're going to need to check yourself to make sure that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, why you're supposed to be doing it, that you're doing it for the glory of God and that you're not living for yourself. What we don't want to do is be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, but then live selfish, live a selfish life based on selfish desires. We are here, you and I, put this in the chat and say this out loud. I am on this planet to bring glory to God. I am on this planet to bring glory to God. I'm here, Father, to glorify your name. My life is not about me. My life is all about you. I'm here. I'm your child. I'm here to do your to accomplish your plans and purposes. I'm here to do your bidding. I'm not the captain of, of my own ship. I'm not in charge. I'm dying to self daily. I'm picking up my cross and I'm following you. You're on the throne and I'm on the cross and I'm the one that's dying and you're the one that's reigning. And so I declare that you are Lord. Jesus is the Lord of my life. And so I will do whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say when I get there. My life is in your hands. Say amen to that. You are living your life in such a way that you are on this planet to bring glory to his name. Get ready to receive the word this morning. All right, so let's get into it. We are here to glorify God. Let's look at our foundational scriptures. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10 says this. And as I read these for you, make sure you're you're hearing and you're getting the word of God down in your heart. This is going to be a blessing to you. So the Bible says, I mean that you have been saved by grace. Say, I was saved by grace. I wasn't, I'm not saved because of me. I'm saved because of him. I was saved by grace. Well, you were saved by grace when you believe. When you exercise faith in the finished work of Jesus, you were born again. You were saved at that moment. You did not save yourself. <laughs> say, I did not say, I did not save myself. It was a gift from God. And remember, you can't work for a gift. All you can do with the gift is receive it. It was a gift from eternal life, is a gift from God. He gives it to everyone everywhere. And then only those that receive the gift have eternal life. Those that don't receive the gift go to hell. But they don't go to hell because. Uh, of what they did, meaning like their works. No, they just go to hell because they didn't accept Jesus as Lord. Those of us that do receive Jesus as Lord and do receive the gift, we have nothing to boast about because what are you going to boast about? All you did was receive a gift. You, You received the free gift of eternal life. So verse nine says, you're not saved by the things you have done. Just to be clear about that, so there's nothing to boast about. God made us what we are, verse 10, glory to God. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people. Why, Paul? Why did God make us new people? So that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God has pre-planned, already planned for us to do. So I'm not saved by works, but I'm saved for works. So there's some good works that I am called to do that that God planned for me to do 
from the foundations of the world, say amen to that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31 from the New Living Translation, the Bible says, God has united us with Christ Jesus. Say, I'm one with Jesus. So this is Christ Jesus. This is me. God has united us with Christ Jesus. I'm connected to Jesus. Jesus is connected to me. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. Now, for our benefit, the Bible says, God made him, Jesus, to be wisdom itself. So I am in Christ and Christ is in me and, and Christ Jesus is wisdom itself. So wisdom, God has made Jesus wisdom and that wisdom is available to me. God made us, uh, Christ, Christ Jesus made us right with God. So now that I'm in Christ, Christ is in me. Christ has made me, I say, I'm right with God. I'm right with God right now. I'm not right because of what I do. I'm not right because of what I fail to do. I am only right because of what Jesus did and I'm connected to Jesus. So Christ made me right with the father. He made us pure and holy. He freed us from sin. So I'm one with Jesus. I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm right with God. I am pure. I am holy. I'm free from sin. All of that is in Christ Jesus. Say amen to that. Verse 31 says, therefore, the scriptures say, if you want to boast, you should boast only in the Lord. I have nothing to boast about. What am I going to boast about? He's the one that made me holy. He's the one that freed me from sin. He's the one that connected me to the Father. He's the one that, like, it's all about him. It's not about me. I did nothing. All I did was receive the free gift of eternal life. Say amen to that. You got it? 2 Timothy 1 and 9, New King James Version. The Bible says, who have saved us and the who here is God. So God has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Glory to God, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So God saved me and called me. And now that I'm saved and called, but he called me to a holy calling so that my life is about something that's bigger than just me. And he did this, watch this, not according to my own works. He did this according to his own purpose and grace. He gave me the purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me the assignment and the grace for the assignment. And he did all of this in Christ Jesus. He did it when? Before the world began. Glory to God. Say amen to that. So I'm living the grace life. All of this is the grace of God. This is not about me. This is all about him. Say amen to that. You got it? So what does this mean for you today? On this Friday morning, I have a, a few things to share with you on this Friday morning. As I get into these, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Number one, you must learn to define success the way God does. Say this out loud, put, put it in the chat. I define success the way God does. I define success the way God does. Why? I got to learn how to think like God. I got to learn how to love what God loves and hate what God hates. I got to learn how to define success the way God does. This is what God gave me this morning. As soon as I got up, while I was still in the bed, before I got out of the bed, God gave me this first point. So God is like giving me this download. And I was like, man, let me hurry up and go capture this thing on my phone so I don't lose it. So, so this is what God gave me while I was still in the bed. God is a completely purposeful God. He does everything that he does on purpose and with a purpose. And so he, he sent us to this planet at just the right time to accomplish his plans and purposes, his intended purpose. So you are not a success. God, uh, you are not a mistake. God sent you to this planet at just the right time. And God's intent for sending you to the planet was for you to accomplish his intended purpose, right? Therefore, if that's true, and it is, you can never be a success in God's eyes outside of your purpose. You can never be a success in God's eyes, outside of 
what God sent you to this planet to accomplish, right? So therefore you must learn to define things the way that God defines things. You must learn how to use God's word. This is why as a believer, you shouldn't be afraid to use godly terms and to define things. If in the Bible, a marriage is a covenant relationship between one man and one woman, then that's how I define it. I don't define it any other way I, because my language is based in heaven. And so, so, and, and I don't make any excuses for it. I'm not being a bigot. I'm not looking down at anybody. All I'm saying is that I define my life the way that God defines my life. I define things the way that God defines things. And the, the, the Bible gives me God's language and I'm, I learn how to use his language. So godly success is about doing the right things, the right ways, for the right reasons in hopes of getting the right results. So to be clear, all of this is about bringing glory to God's name. Listen, what is your life about? What are you pursuing? Like, like what, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? What, what are your motives? What is the intent of your heart? You got to be doing the right things, the right ways for the right reasons in hopes of producing the right results. And at the end of the day, it should be to bring glory to his name. So you should ask yourself, like real talk now, what am I doing? I mean, just think about it. You should talk to your spouse if you're married. Babe, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Like, how are we going about it? Are we going? To, are we doing the right things? Are we going about it the right way? Why are we doing what we're doing? Like, what do we want to get out of this? In the end, are we doing it because God wants us to do it? Or are we doing this for money? Are we doing this for fame? Are we doing this to be seen? Are we doing this for social media? <laughs> are we doing this so we can put stuff on Instagram? Like, I mean, why are we doing what we, why are we doing it? Like, I mean, what is it? Are we advancing God's kingdom? Are we bringing glory to his name? Are we doing this with godly mo motives? Or are we doing this for selfish reasons? Like, th this is, these are real questions you got to ask yourself. Like, like, at the end of the day, all that we do, we should be doing it in his name. We should be doing it for his glory. Pursuing godly success, this series that I just started, pursuing godly success is about doing what God sent you to this planet to do. So you're going to have to check your heart. You're going to have to check your heart concerning your focus, your aim, your methods, and your intent. Like, you know, what is it? What are you trying to do? Why are you trying to do it? How are you going about it? And what do you want to get out of it? If your heart is not pure, your actions are not going to be aligned with God's kingdom plans and purposes. Your heart needs to be pure. Your hands need to be clean. You need to know that you're doing what you're doing in his name and for his glory. And when you do that, then the, then the results, when you get the results and you get godly results, then you don't have to give no excuses for it. I make no excuses for, for divine success. I make no excuses for godly success. If I, I, God gives us success, I, want, I will rejoice in that success because we're doing it in his name. We're doing it for his glory. But when you're doing it the world's ways, then that's where people run into problems. You can, and, and then let me be clear about this. You can pursue a godly thing. This is what God gave me. Like I said, before I even left the bed, you can pursue a godly thing but then pursue it the wrong way. You could be doing the right thing, but then do it the wrong way. You could be pursuing a godly thing, but then pursue it because of selfish motives. Or here's another thing. You can convince yourself that you do have godly motives and that you do have godly ways, but then you're pursuing the wrong thing. 
So, so, so even if you do have godly motives and you do have godly ways, but you're not doing something God told you to do, then that's, you're not going to be a success there either. So at the end of the day, you got to pursue what God tells you to do. And you got to pursue what God tells you to do, how he tells you to do it. And you got to do it with the right motives and you got to be doing it for his glory. It's the right reasons for the right results. The ultimate result is to bring glory to his name. In Acts 13 and 36, I like what the Bible says about David. Let's use David as an example of this first point. In Acts 13 and 36, the Bible says, now when David had served God's purpose for his own generation, he fell asleep. Let me say that again. The Bible says, now when David had served God's purpose for his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. That's it. He gave up the ghost. Why? Because he was done. David served God's purpose, not his purpose. God's. Remember, David was a shepherd boy. It was the Lord that came and said, hey, you're going to be a king. That was not David's idea. That was the Lord's idea. And when David had served God's purpose for his own generation, he fell asleep. He, David did what God sent him to this planet to do. David left the impact that he was supposed to leave. Now, David was not perfect. We know David made mistakes. We know what David did with Bathsheba and all of that. But still, despite all his mistakes, despite his flaws, the Bible says, now when David had served God's purpose for his own generation, he fell asleep. He made his mistakes, but he completed his assignment and he did it before he was done. And as a result, David fell asleep and he gave up the Holy Ghost. They, that's it. He, boom, he gave up the ghost. He did not die because he was old. He did not die because he was sick. He did not die because of some freak accident. David died because he was done. And that's it. And that's my confession. Glory to God. Like, I mean, he just died because he was done. When David had served God's purpose for his own generation, he fell asleep. And that's, and that's how I want to go. I, I want to go. David fulfilled his assignment for his own generation and he fell asleep and he was gone. And, and he fulfilled God's purpose. That's it. David was a success because he fulfilled God's purpose. Real talk now. David was rich. But David was not a success because he was rich, right? Within the God, today's standards, David was a billionaire. I mean, he, he stored up all of these resources for his son Solomon to actually build the temple. David was a billionaire, but he wasn't a success because he was a billionaire. David had power because he was king, but he wasn't a success because he had power. David had fame. People called out his name, but he wasn't a success because he had fame. David was a success. Why? Because David served God's purpose for his own generation. And that's it. So God is not going to, it's that simple. It's not about, God is not against riches and fame and all of that because God made him rich. And I use the word rich because that's a Bible word. I know people don't like to use, oh, rich. Mm, that's a Bible word. I like to use Bible words. How about we start using the words that God uses? So let's let's use the word God uses. God made David rich, but he was not a success because he was rich. God made David famous. God made his name great, but he was not a success because of that. Why was David a success in God's eyes? Because David served God's purpose for his own generation. And when he was done, he fell asleep. All right, number two. So before I go to number two, let me just ask you this. Are you serving God's purpose for your own generation? If not, 
it's time to make some changes. So number two, when you stand before God on the day of judgment, your works are going to be tested. Say, my works shall be tested. So you can put that in the chat. Your works are going to be tested. So when you stand before God on the day of judgment, your works will be tested and they will be tested by the fire. This is this is what uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read for you verses 10 through 15 uh, from the New Living Translation. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, New Living. This is what the Bible says. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid a foundation like an expert builder. Paul is saying, listen, because of the grace of God, then I've laid a foundation for my life and everything that I do like an expert builder. He goes on to say, but whoever is building on the foundation, uh, now, other now others are building on it. So he's saying, I built a foundation by the grace of God, like an expert builder, and now others are, are building on the foundation that I set, right? But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. He's saying, when you're doing all this stuff, you got to be very careful. You got to check your heart, right? So he says, verse 11, no one can lay any other foundation other than the one that we've already laid, which is Christ Jesus, our Lord. So he's saying, now, everything that I did, I did it for Jesus. And now there's people building on that foundation and they're doing it for Jesus. But if someone else comes and says, oh, I'm going to build my life on myself, or I'm going to build my life on other motives and not Jesus Christ, they got to be careful. So he says, verse 12, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials but let's talk about the materials. You got two piles here. He says, there's a pile that has gold, silver, and jewels or precious stones. There's another pile over here that has wood, hay, and straw or stubble. So you got gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. On judgment day, the Bible says, both piles will be tested by the fire and the fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. Say, say this, say this out loud, put it in the, in the chat. My work will be tested by the fire. And so you, you got work that is over here, gold, precious, uh, gold, silver, precious stones. And you got work that's over here, wood, hay, and stubble. And both piles, all your work will be tested by the fire. And the fire will show if a person's work has any value. Verse 14, if the work survives, the builder will receive a re reward. But if the work is burned up, <laughs> then the builder will suffer a great loss. Now, the builder is still saved. The builder is still saved like a person that barely escaped the fire. So this is not an issue of you being saved. You're still going to be saved, but your works are going to be tested by the fire. So what does this mean? And this is, this is important. I know that this is not something people talk about today, right? Holiness and all of that stuff and, and making sure. No, but I, I just teach whatever I'm led to teach. I'm led to teach this. I'm going to teach it. And I'm going to teach it in God's name. I'm going to teach it for God's glory. So what is it saying? This has nothing to do, first of all, let me be clear. This has nothing to do with you going to heaven. You only go to heaven because you made Jesus your Lord. That's it. The only reason that God the Father is going to allow you into heaven is if Jesus, his son, is your Lord. That's it. So this is not a salvation issue. This is a discussion about what did you do with the one life God gave you? This is, this is a discussion about your works. This is not a discussion about your salvation. This is a discussion about your works. And so your works are going to be tested on judgment day. The text says that your works will be placed in these two piles, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. 
So gold, silver, precious stones over here. That's everything you did for God. I did it for God. I did it because God told me to do it. I did it because I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. I did it in God's name. I did it for God's glory. I did it at personal, at great sacrifice. I did it at the cost of looking foolish. All of those things. I did it in God's name. I did it for God's glory. I did it being led by the Holy Ghost. This was all the stuff I did for God. Over here, you're going to have all the stuff you did on your own. <laughs> and, and you've done a lot. I've done a lot too. So don't act like this pile is not going to be big. Hopefully both piles would be big, but I know this pile is going to be big for everybody. And so on this side, you're going to have all the stuff that you did because you wanted to do it. You didn't ask God about it. You didn't ask him for clearance. It was not his permission. It was not his will. You did stuff on your own. You came up with your own selfish desires. You did it because you wanted to do it. You did it because you wanted to be seen. You did it because you wanted that thing on Instagram. You did all that stuff that's wood, hate, and stubble over here. And don't act like you're not going to have stuff over here. You're lying. All of us have stuff over here. You got it? Now, so the Bible says... All of that stuff is going to be tested by the fire. Now, the fire is going to burn this stuff up. Look it up. On this side, this stuff is going to remain. This is why the old folks would say, baby, only what you do for God is going to last, baby. <laughs> only So only what you do for God is going to last. The stuff that you're doing for, for yourself, that stuff is going to be burnt up. The stuff that you're doing for God, that stuff is going to last. So so when you stand before God, here's the point. When you stand before God, it's too late. When you're standing before God, it's too late to go, oh, let me check my two piles. Uh-oh, let me make sure I'm doing stuff right. No, it's too late now. You're already in heaven. You're, and this is not an issue about you going to heaven. The Bible says even after this stuff is burnt up, you're still going to be in heaven. So that's not the issue. The issue is what did you do with the one life God gave you? How do you define success? Uh, what, what, how were you pursuing it? How did you go about your life? What, what was the intent of your life? What was the content and the quality of your heart? Like, why were you doing what you were doing and how were you doing it? Like, how did you go about it, right? Were you sneaky? Were you shady? What, was your heart corrupt? Did you try to do good things, but then do them the wrong ways? Did you try to do good things, but then your heart was full of pride? Like, I'm, I'm, or, or that was your heart pure, your heart was in the right place, but then you're doing stuff that God didn't tell you to do and you're doing it for your name anyway. Like all of this stuff, I'm, I, this, this, this real talk, right? We got to check our ways. These are penetrating questions. You got to ask yourself, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is my life all about him? Am I truly living for God, right? What is God, what is God going to say when I stand before him about what I'm doing it, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, how I'm going about it? Am I going about it the right way? Am I, am I connecting with the right people? Am I making the right impact? Like, don't wait till you get to heaven to ask yourself those questions. It's too late at that point. At that point, it's already done. So if you don't like the answers to your own questions, these questions I'm asking you, if you don't like your own answers, then it's time to make some changes. At the end of the day, you got to make those changes and you need to make those changes now. All right, number three, as I close, God's formula for success and, and I got a lot more to talk about in this, in this series. Obviously, I'm just building my case, right? Number three, Joshua 1 and 8. This is God's formula for success. I'm, and I could teach on this for a while. I'm just going to introduce you to Josh, Joshua 1 and 8, and we'll talk more about this uh, next week. So the Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that they mayest observe to do all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So when the time came, for Joshua to lead the people into the promised land. And remember, Joshua was delayed for 40 years because of other people's unbelief. 
um, when it, when the time came for Joshua to lead the people into the promised land, God made it clear to Joshua that, hey, there's some things that you need to do. You need to keep this word in your mouth. You need to keep this word on your mind. You need to keep this word in your actions. And if you if the word, my word, is in your mouth and in your mind and in your methods, then you're going to make your own way prosperous and you're going to have good success. So, so, so within the context of today, within the context of what I'm teaching on today, let me just share Joshua 1 and 8, and then we'll close it out. So based on the word of, on Joshua 1 and 8, if you keep the word of God in your mouth, you're always talking about the word of God, right? That's going to keep you from connecting with the wrong people. Because other people that don't have godly motives, if you're always talking about the word, the word, the word, and you're always putting out, you know, godly content, people are not, people with corrupt motives are not going to want to, they, they won't even want to deal with you. They won't want to partner with you. They won't want to connect with you because, because you have a values uh, uh, issue. You have a values mis mismatch. Your values and their values are not the same values. So it's going to be clear to them what your values are because you're always talking the word. Now, you can't talk the word if you don't think the word, right? So, so the Bible has to be in your mouth and the Bible has to be in your mind. Now, the Bible says in, in Proverbs chapter four, be careful how you think because your thoughts control your life. So if you are thinking about the word of God all the, all the time, the word is in your mouth and the word is in your mind and you're meditating on the word day and night, then the word that you're meditating on day and night is going to help you to not connect with the wrong people, to not do the wrong things, to not pursue the right things the wrong way. It's going to you're going to you're going to see the word of God will highlight the error of your ways. And then the Holy Spirit will convict you of the righteousness that you're supposed to be walking in. And then lastly, your methods. So you got to you got to say the word, you got to think the word, but then you got to observe to do the word. You have to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. So if you're always speaking the word, you're always thinking the word, and your conduct and your character is in alignment with the word of God, that's going to keep you from the wrong people because people are going to know they can't, that, you know, you don't roll like they roll, right? So you guys are not going to be a match for the wrong people. You're going to connect with the right people. You're going to connect with the right people at the right time. And the Holy Spirit, because you're always meditating on the word, you're, you're open to what the Holy Spirit is saying. You're going to be able to do the right things, do them the right way. You're always speaking the word of God and you're thinking. All of that is in Joshua 1 and 8. I'll talk more about that next week. This is how we pursue success God's way. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, uh, say Father, I thank you for dealing with me concerning my definition of success. I know you made plans for me before the world began. I know I was born for a reason. And that reason is your divine purpose for my life. So I searched my heart this morning. I only want to do what you want me to do. And I want to do it the right way. I do what is right because it's right, and then I do it right. I am on this planet to bring glory to your name, and that is what I'm going to do. I live for you every second of every day. Your word is in my mouth, is in my mind, 
and is in my methods. When I get to heaven, I want to hear you say, well done. So I live for your glory right now. My life is all about you. So I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you, you should get the notes. They're free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Um, also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I know I led you to ask yourself some penetrating questions, but we need to ask ourselves these questions. You don't want to get to heaven and then think about it then. It's too late. You got to live your life now in a way that brings glory to God's name. If God wants you to do it, do it and do it with all your might. If God doesn't want you to do it, then you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be lit. You shouldn't be doing something God didn't tell you to do. At the end of the day, we're here in his name. We're here for his glory. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless. Oh, real quick. For those of you that are in the Northern Virginia area, I'm preaching at Victory Christian Ministries International Woodbridge, VCMI Woodbridge in, in Woodbridge, Virginia on Sunday. Uh, if you're in the area, come check me out. It's going to be a good word. All right. I love you. Have a great weekend. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.